Welcome to the resource room. I'm Amanda, the blogger and TPTer behind the Primary Gal. As a special education teacher, you are always supporting others, students, parents, general education teachers. But who is supporting you? That's where this podcast comes in. It's my mission to give you the help and support that you need. I'll be sharing my tips, tricks, research-based strategies, and professional development. I'm here to help you grow and learn as a resource room teacher. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Hello, hello, my friends, and welcome to the resource room where I am popping in just for a extra episode to answer a question that has been asked so, so many times in the resource room Facebook group this last week. And that is, what is the difference between accommodations and modifications? For this episode, I'm actually going to be reviewing or kind of using as a guide a blog post that I wrote a long time ago called Accommodations and Modifications. What's the difference? And at that time, I taught fifth grade. And I was sitting in this transition conference for fifth graders or, you know, a whole day's worth of transition conferences. And we were talking about fifth graders going into sixth grade, which at that time went from elementary to middle school. And repeatedly, over and over and over all day, I kept hearing, what modifications are you making? What modifications are you making? Well, I'm not making any modifications. These are still fifth grade students who are expected to do what we're doing in fifth grade. And so what they really, I think, were asking is what accommodations I was making for them. And so I think it's just that misunderstanding of what those two terms or what those two words actually mean. So let's start with modifications. Let's go back to my days of teaching fifth grade. And more specifically, I'd like to talk about fifth grade math, just because I think using audio, that's the easiest to kind of describe or to show. And so let's say as a fifth grade teacher, I'm teaching long division. With any, if any of you have ever taught fifth grade math, you know you're ready to beat your head against the wall while teaching long division. So. We obviously have some students with disabilities who long division is going to be very hard for them. Long division is going to be challenging because not only are they still working on addition and subtraction, but they also haven't mastered math facts and things like that. So if I were making a modification, I would be changing what that student is doing and what is the important piece. So then maybe while the rest of the class works on addition or works on long division, maybe I would have that student working on addition or subtraction or basic math facts, something that is completely and totally different than what we're doing in fifth grade general education math class. Now, unless you teach maybe moderate students or someone with a significant um, impairment, more than likely, if they're sitting in a fifth grade gen ed classroom, they could or should be on a diploma track and would be working on fifth grade long division like everybody else. So what people are looking for is an accommodation. They're not trying to change what that student's doing. They're trying to change how that student gets there. 
And so that's where we start throwing in tools and strategies and ideas and small groups and extra time, accommodations, things that will help them be successful, but you're not changing what they're doing. So as a fifth grade teacher, a lot of my students with disabilities had multiplication charts. And so then they could use their multiplication chart to solve those long division problems. Maybe in addition to that, they also need access to use their hundreds chart because we all know long division has some subtraction in it. So you're also going to have to use your hundreds chart to subtract. Maybe they need a mini anchor chart or some type of resource to show additional examples of how to do that, to remind them of all the steps that they're supposed to do. I love color coding things, so in one marker, what are you going to do first? That might be in one color. What's your second step? That might be in another color. Depending on how many digits you have, what's the last step? That might be in another color. That way students could walk through it independently so that they can complete the same objective, the same standard that their grade level peers are doing, only they have some accommodations to help them be successful. So the long and the short of it is, if you are changing what a student is expected to do, maybe that's an alternative curriculum. Maybe that's saying, oh, you're exempt from this, you don't even have to do it. Whatever that is, if you are changing what the student is expected to do, that's a modification. Think you're modifying it, you're changing it, you're alternating what they should or shouldn't have to do. That's a modification. However, if it is an accommodation, you're just changing how they do it. You are accommodating the difficulty that you know they're going to have. Think right now, UDL is such a big hot topic and UDL just makes everything accessible. It makes it so that these accommodations and these supports are built into instruction so that students can do it. It's just available to them. And so you're not changing what they're doing, you're just changing how they're going to do it. In a perfect world, all of our students would be able to do long division without any accommodations, without a hundreds chart, without a multiplication chart, without additional time, without notes showing them how to do it. But if we're being realistic, some of our students need those extra supports. And so that's where our accommodations come into play. Before I conclude, and I'm gonna try to stay off my soapbox with this, as a resource room teacher, very rarely will you be making modifications. As a resource room teacher, you should more than likely be making accommodations. You should be helping students do their general education curriculum. Because as a resource room teacher, most of the time your kids are on a diploma track. They are still going to have to take standardized tests. So if you have a fifth grader who maybe long division is extremely hard, you still have to expose them to that content. You still have to give them the opportunity because you know what, at the end of the year, they're gonna have to take that standardized test and if they've never seen long division or they've never seen multiplication with like two or three or four digits, they that's an unfair advantage. Now, maybe we know they may not master it, 
but we still have to give them the opportunity to learn it. In the show notes, I'll link the blog post that I wrote years and years ago, again, when I was still teaching fifth grade general education. And in that, there's a free download, and that free download just gives some ideas of accommodations that you could make for math and some accommodations that you could make for English language arts. Now, because I was not really planning on this topic coming up, I have not updated it. I don't know what it looks like. It's not beautiful. It's not my current style, but the information is helpful nonetheless. Well, my friend, that's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening to the Resource Room Podcast. I truly, truly love to help and support other special ed teachers. Because of that, I run a Facebook group just for us. Search the Resource Room and request to join. You can also check out my website, theprimarygal.com, for blog posts, pictures, and more information. Until next time, have a great week.